chapter 1. Ruth chapter 1. We're going to read from verse 1 to verse 7. But the message was taken from verse. Let's read all of it so that everybody's heart will be open to all of it. Glory to God. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. Hmm. And you know last year, last year now, 2019 is now last year, was a year of judgment. So if you experience some famine, don't worry about it. When judges rule, famine happens. But thank God in 2020, judges will not rule. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab. He and his wife and his two sons. Verse 2. The name of the man was Elimelech. And the name of his wife, Naomi. And the name of his two sons, Malon and Chilion. Ephratites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. That was the problem. Look at your neighbor one more time and say, don't continue there. We're going to explain what Moab means. Verse 3. And Elimelech, now Miss husband, died. Anywhere that kills, receive grace not to continue there. And she was left and her two sons. Nothing good and glorious will depart from your life in this coming year. Verse 4. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. Another blunder. The name of the one was Opa. And the name of the other, Ruth. And they dwelled there. Well, excuse me now. Your husband just died there. Why are you still dwelling there? Look at your neighbor and say, there are some shifts you must make tonight. There are certain places you must not continue to dwell. And they dwelt there about 10 years. Now this was what brought my attention to this scripture. Because you're entering another decade. One of the things that makes the year 2020 different and unique. It's not just a new year, it's a new decade. Is, is a set of 10 years that has been open for you in few minutes from now. She dwelled there 10 years. Now wherever you've been dwelling in the past decade that was not where you are supposed to be by the power of the Holy Ghost come out tonight. You may have been dwelling in sin in the past decade. As 2019 passes away, sin will pass away in your life. Come out from sin and step into righteousness. You may have been dwelling in pain, in sickness, in poverty, in lack, in stagnation. Whatever the name is. As 2019 passes away, that 10 years of that painful experience shall pass away in your life. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I am coming out from there. Oh, you are... Talk to somebody that have fire in their bones. Tell them, I am not continuing there. I'm out. Tell your neighbor, by the power of the Holy Ghost. By the word of the Lord tonight. By the presence of Jesus tonight. I am not continuing there. I am coming out of there. I am out of there. Tell your neighbor where you are coming out from. I'm coming out of sickness. I'm coming out of poverty. I'm coming out of lack. I'm coming out of stagnation. I'm coming out of pain. 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 I'm coming out of managing. I'm coming out of failure. I'm coming out of disappointments. I'm coming out of disillusionment. I am coming out of that level of life where I have been for 10 years. It doesn't matter how good it has been. If I have dwelt there for the past decade, I am due for an upliftment. Yeah. 
The mistake Naomi made was that she continued there. Tell your neighbor, there are certain attitudes you must not continue in them. Look at another and say, there are certain habits you cannot continue in them. Come out, come out. Somebody said, your attitude will determine your altitude. Change your attitude so your altitude can change. and her husband died there and she decided to continue another 10 years some people will see things they are doing wrong that is not allowing the blessing and the goodness of God to flow in their life as it should be instead of them to change it they will stay in it tonight I break that power over your heart every captivity to the habits that does not allow God bless you the way God wants, I break that captivity tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. A fresh anointing must come upon your head. A fresh fire must come upon your soul. A new way of thinking must occur in your heart that will agree with the blessing of the Lord. That will agree with the new dimension that God is bringing you into. Whenever I'm in trouble, I do a lot of thinking. I always want to know, God, what put me in this? I always want to know. Some I'm able to know. <laughs> Some God will tell me it's part of the cooking. The one that is part of the cooking, I endure it till it's over. The one that I know the reason, I change the attitude as quick as I can. Let me continue. That's the problem. Ten whole years. And Malon and Chilion died. Also both of them. May you not incur double losses. Anywhere that is ordained and prone your incurring losses may your foot not step into that place if by any means you are already there by the power of the Holy Spirit I drag you out tonight in the mighty name of Jesus the doctor told you don't eat that thing if you eat it, you have the chances of dying young. Why continue to eat it? Why? Tell your neighbor, come out from there. Come out, don't continue. If it is not good for your body, don't continue with it. There is nothing too sweet to make you want to die young. Nothing is worth it. And you know something about life? You can do without anything except God. told the children of Israel, I took you through that terrible wilderness to teach you that man does not live by bread alone. Yes, sir. But by every word that proceeded out of the man. In other words, all these things they eat, you can do without them. Yes, sir. You're not going to die if you don't eat. Yes, sir. There's a certain person, every time two of you have a contact, something goes wrong, stop seeing the person. Stop. Stop. There's a certain meeting. Whenever you attend the things go wrong in your spiritual life, stop attending that meeting. Stop. You, can, you are not meant to attend every meeting. So choose the ones that are profitable. There are certain habits. Every time you put up that habit, you and your spouse always have a quarrel. Why continue? Why? As a man, you know that anytime I do this, me and my wife will quarrel. As a woman, you know that anytime I do this, my husband hates it. Why? Stop it. Stop it. Come out from there. Come out from there. Don't continue there. Time is going. You know, now me later said to, to, the, to the ladies, even if you wait for me to marry, I can't bear children for you to born. But you wasted 10 years in a painful place. 
Somebody lift your hands. Sit down, sit down, don't worry. Just lift your hands. Say, Heavenly Father. Every unprofitable habit. Every ungodly habit. Everything I am hooked to that does not please you, that does not bless me, tonight, let their grips over my heart, over my life, over my mind, over my body, over my imagination, be broken now in the name of Jesus. Say an amen that is good enough. Wait until Malon and Chilion die. It was that attitude that made you lose your job. Now you are in business, you are you're still giving the same attitude. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. There's nobody that doesn't make mistakes in life, but the smartest people learn not to repeat their mistakes. They died. And the woman was left of her two sons. That will never be your story. Yeah. Let me finish verse 5. Something in there. Okay, and her husband. Okay, verse 6. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law. Now, I want to decree. Any move for redemption and for restoration, may you make that move on time. Yeah. you need to make any place you need to arise from and get out may you not wait until there are losses receive grace and wisdom tonight receive inspiration and power tonight receive strength and courage tonight to make that move for restoration to make that move for redemption to make that move to replace everything you have lost in the name of Jesus I wish she made this move when Malon and Chilion were still alive. But thank God she made it anyway. It's better late than never. That's why tonight, if you're here and you've not given your life to Christ, all through from January to December, you didn't do that tonight. I'm going to call you in a moment. If you're here, you need to rededicate your life to Christ. You're a backslidden believer. Do that tonight. It's better late than never. Are you with me, somebody? Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return to the from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. I want to prophesy that in the world they will hear this 2020. How God has visited you. How God has visited your family. How God has visited this church. God has visited Lord of hosts and given us supernatural prosperity in the mighty name of Jesus. Now remember that the first thing that moved them from their place was famine. And now from where they moved to, they now heard that that same place where there was famine, God had visited and given bread. Every bad thing that was heard about your life before now in 2020, the reverse shall be the case. In the name of Jesus, every bad thing, every bad story, every bad news, every bad experience, every painful and bitter occurrence and incident that had happened in your life in 2019 and in the years before 2019 their opposite shall happen in 2020 the god of heaven will visit you like never before the god of heaven will visit your family like never before the god of heaven will visit your household he will visit your business he will visit your job he will visit your calling he will visit your ministry he will visit your career he will give you bread he will give you water he will give you wine he will give you corn he will give you oil in the name of jesus Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, my 2020 is full of new things.
That's why she arose to go. But you know, the first problem Naomi had is that she was a faithless woman. Why do you have to wait until he, you hear that God had visited? God's people are God's people. Whether they eat bread or lack bread. Moses was wiser than her. Moses preferred to suffer affliction with the people of God than enjoy the pleasures of sin in Egypt for a season. Listen to me. Bread does not define our identity. I'm a child of God whether I'm rich or poor. I'm a child of God whether I have breakthrough or not. Whether I have bread or not. I am a child of the living God. You know the name of the city she left from is Bethlehem Judah. You know the meaning of Bethlehem Judah? Bethlehem is house of bread. Judah is praise. She departed from the house of bread where there is praise because there was temporary scarcity. I don't know who is the Naomi I'm talking to tonight. Then she lost her whole family in pursuit of bread. And after she now lost them, she now heard that God had visited the house of bread where there is praise and God has given bread. At the end of the day, she was at the mercy of those who stayed. Learn to stick to your God. We don't serve God for bread. We don't serve God for miracles. He is a God of miracles. He is our supplier. But that's not why we serve him. We serve him because he's God. We serve him because he's our father. No matter what happens, he remains our God. He remains our God. Whether the condition is hard or soft, he remains our God. Verse 7. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was. And her two daughters-in-law went with her. And they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. Tell your neighbor, return unto the land of Judah. Return to the place of excitement. Return to the place of praising God. Whether bread or no bread. Return to the place where you are always singing for God. Always dancing for God. Without bread or no bread. Do you understand what I'm talking about tonight? Return to that place where your joy is in the Lord and not in meat and drink. Can I somebody say amen tonight? Return to that place where you have what is called the joy of thy salvation. Not the joy of bread and the color. Where you, you are just happy to be a child of God. Whether there's cloth on your body or not. Whether there's food on your table or not. Whether you could pay your house rent or not. You are just happy to be a child of God. For the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. But in righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. Return there. Your neighbor return there, there, there. Let's not continue to read for time's sake. The two ladies, she started persuading them, Don't follow me. There is no hope. Don't follow me. There is no hope. Listen, don't follow hope. Follow those who are following God. Paul never said, Follow me as I follow hope. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. As long as I'm following Christ, listen, follow me because it shall be well. When she preached that gospel of no hope, Opa bought it and kissed her and went away. At least she had the courtesy to kiss. Some people in our time will not even kiss you for the days you were good. Idiot, yeah, yeah, woman. When you want, when you want marry, when your children want marry us, you, you know, tell us, say you want to kill all of them, so that we go be widowed like you. Now you kill your husband, now you kill your first son, now you kill your. That's what some people. Oh, oh, at least had the courtesy to have a nice goodbye. 
There's a wisdom Christians must learn. When you leave a house, don't bang the door. You might just need to come in tomorrow. But the one who learns not to follow hope, but to follow those who follow God, her name is Ruth. Her name is Ruth because she's rooted. She said, I can't, you don't have children for me to marry. You are too old to even marry. And even if you marry and give birth to children today, like you said, they can't grow up to marry me. But the name of the place you're returning to and the God they serve there is my interest. Husband or no husband, I want to follow you. <laughs> hope or no hope, I want to follow you. And she followed. Hello. Now, do you know the meaning of Moab? Moab means waste. Moab means nothingness. Let us not bother Naomi again. Why she left the house of bread where there is praise to go to the place of waste and nothingness. Let's not bother her again because she has, she's now making a U-turn. Hello? Apart from what the word Moab means, hello child of God, Moab has certain significance in the Bible. Certain serious significance. Open Genesis 19. Let's read from 30 down to 38. Now, why do I need to show you what Moab means? So that anyone here tonight, excuse me, that is in Moab, will locate himself and come out of Moab. That amen has to be better. Genesis 19 from verse 30. And Lot went up out of Zoah and dwelt in the mountain and his two daughters with him. For he feared to dwell in Zoah. You see fear there? Fear is the opposite of faith. And he dwelt in a cave and he and his two daughters. Verse 31. And the firstborn said unto the younger, Our father is old and there is not a man in the earth to come in unto us the manner after the manner of all the earth hold on is that true that's not true because abraham their father's uncle who interceded for the rescue of their father from sodom was still alive come on so what is that the devil told them a lie and they bought it no man on the earth says who give me the next verse 32 come let us make our father drink wine and we will lie with him god forbid evil that we may preserve seed for our father the moment people buy a lie they start devising wickedness and they will find a justification for their wicked devices they said the reason we are doing this is not because we are bad people. We just want to preserve seed. Now God wants you to preserve seed, no doubt. But is that the method? Hey! All it would have taken them to be free from this is to say man or no man. We will not do what is wrong to get the right result. If God wants us to preserve seed, he knows how to bring men to us. That's all that would have saved them. Let's go ahead. And they made their father drink wine that night. May God deliver us from sons and daughters that make us drink wine. And the firstborn went in and lay with her father. Fear. And he, and he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. Fear. The next verse. And it came to pass on the morrow that the firstborn said unto the younger, Behold, this, this first girl, something is wrong with her head. I lay yesterday, she's possessed with my father. Let us make him drink wine this night also and go thou in and lie with him that we may preserve seed. The one way you preserve, no do. You know, something about corrupt people is that until others are corrupt, they are not happy. 
That's why as a secondary school girl, polluted immoral girls will be telling you, you don't know what you're missing. So you're still a virgin. You're a very stupid girl. No, sir. Virginity is a proof of decency. It's not a proof of stupidity. You never test this thing. You are missing. You are not missing nothing. There is just something about evil people that until everybody tests their evil, they are not happy. Because the presence of clean people convicts them. So they want everybody to be equal. Don't allow anybody level you in iniquity. Let me hear your amen. I got to run for time. And they made their father drink wine that night also. And the younger arose and lay with him. And he perceived not when she lay down and when she arose. Verse 36. Thus were both the daughters of Lot with child by their father. God forbid evil. God forbid evil. May that never be anybody's portion. Not even your relations. Not even anybody known to you. Verse 37. And the first and the firstborn bear a son and call his name Moab. <laughs> How could have something come out of incest? It was a waste. You know why, why God put in her heart to name the child Moab? God was saying to her, all the rubbish you did is a waste. Hello? Oh, my... my, my. My iPad is already there. So, what is the meaning of Moab in the scriptures we have read? Number one, Moab is a place of unbelief in God. No faith in God. So, I make bold to say, if you are here tonight and you are not born again, you are still in Moab. But the beautiful thing is there is an opportunity for you to come out tonight. Um, Moab is a place of spiritual short-sightedness. Where people can't see God's ability. All they can see is their mathematics and their calculation. Ladies and gentlemen, the God of heaven is bigger than your calculation. Oh no, I didn't hear anybody. I said the God of heaven is bigger than our calculation. All the calculation and permutation, all the things you are trying to figure out. If you can't figure it out in righteousness, leave it for God to figure out. That's why you see people sin against God because they are trying to solve a problem that they can't find a righteous way of solving. If there's no righteous way to solve the problem, throw it to God and forget it. You don't need Moab. Tell your neighbor, I don't need Moab. I don't need it. I don't need it. Why did you do that? Because, because, because. You know, Joseph could have also said, because I don't want to be sacked, let me sleep with Potiphar's wife. And he would have lost the throne forever. May that never be your portion. No, that amen has to be better. Moab is a place of carnal reasoning, carnal reasoning, carnal thinking. Stop thinking carnally. It's a place of irresponsible actions. Stop doing anything you know is not responsible. All those close work by six or seven and then go and hang out with friends and drink till 12 and then you go home. Stop it! It's not responsible. Stop it. Hello? Stop it. Stop begging when you are healthy. When you can walk. It's not responsible. Stop lying to people to get things from them. It's not responsible. Uncle, I'm in the hospital when you are in school. Just for them to send money. Stop it. That's Moab. It's a Moabitish operation. Moab is a place of abominations. Abominations in pursuit of solutions. Stop doing abominable things because you are trying to solve a problem. Push. That's what Moab is. Hello, I can run on and on, but we don't have all the time. We don't have all the time. Moab is a place of pride and arrogance. Put for me Isaiah 16 verse 6. And tonight we're saying come out from Moab. Don't continue there. Isaiah 16 verse 6. Quickly, don't waste my time, IT. If you can't find it, I'll find it for myself. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Isaiah 16 and verse 6. Glory to God. Is there. Read it with me. 
Oh, it's not there yet. Let, let me read. We have heard of the pride of Moab. Verse 6, 16, 6 now. Please open your own Bible. That's why when you're coming to church, be smart. Have your own Bible. Hello? And next time, don't only hold me for wasting time in church. Hold them. Isaiah 16, verse 6. Let's read it together. One, two, everybody. We have heard of the pride of Moab. He is very proud. Even, oh, his haughtiness and his pride and his wrath but his lies shall not be so let's not bother about explaining the whole scripture moab is very proud if you are a proud human being you're living in moab don't continue there <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. look at your name and say don't continue there if you're somebody who people cannot correct you are proud you are living in moab if you are someone who, when you pick up an idea, even when the idea is not picked from the Bible, you make your idea the correct one. Everybody is telling you, you are wrong. You say, no, I am right. You are proud. You are living in Moab. Come out from Moab. Hi, come out from Moab. Come out from Moab. Let's march on. Moab is symbolic of haters and attackers of God's people. When you are fond of attacking churches, attacking pastors, attacking children of God, you are a Moabitish. You are a Moabite or Moabitess. Yes, I didn't say so in the Bible. I, when I read this, my brother, I had compassion on our generation. I had compassion. I, some days ago, I, I tried to listen to news and they were talking about sports. And I heard a man talking about sports. And from talking about sports on channels television, he started talking about churches. And here one of the things he said. He said, you know, with all the money coming into our churches, our churches should begin to develop football because more money is coming into churches than, than into secular organization. I said, really? I said, really? I couldn't talk to him. I would have said, go and start one. But you see, let's read Bible. Let's read Bible. Numbers 22. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me. Numbers 22 from verse 3. Numbers 22 from verse 3. Is it there? And Moab was so afraid of the people because they were many. And Moab was distressed because of the children of Israel. That's exactly what's happening in our generation. The crowds gathering unto God in the churches are scaring the enemies of God. And they feel that the best thing to do is to attack the churches, attack the pastors, attack what they think makes you come so you stop coming. Let's go ahead. And Moab said unto the elders of Midian, now shall this company lick up all that are round about us as the oaks licketh up the grass of the field and Balak the son of Zippor was king of the Moabites at that time every king of Moab in this nation shall die every king of Moab in our generation shall die disappointment shall be their portion look at what he did verse 4 verse 5 and he sent messengers therefore unto Balaam the son of Beor to Petor which is by the river of the land of the children of his people to call him saying behold there is a people come out from Egypt who are the people that came out of Egypt in our time who are the people that have come out of Egypt we Christians you must understand that salvation hurts Moab The people come out of Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth and they abide over against me. Verse 6. Come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse me these people. For they are too mighty for me. That's why they attack us, because we are better than them. They are going to hell. We are going to heaven. They serve dead gods. We serve the living God. 
they serve stone and wood and snake that request sacrifices of their mothers and their fathers and their sisters and their children to bless them. We serve a living God that only requires tithes and seed to bless us. They envy our lives and instead of go for what we have, they choose to attack it. Come and curse them. Peradventure, I, I shall prevail over them. Hey, Moab, Belak, you will never prevail against the church. For upon this church, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. <laughs> that I may drive them out of the land. Lies. For I wot that he whom thou blessest is blessed. And he whom thou cursest is cursed. Hello? The next chapter, verse 7, chapter 23, verse 7. And he took up his parable and said, Balak, the king of Moab, had brought me from Aram out of the mountains of the east, saying, Come, curse me, Jacob, and come defy Israel. So everything that wants to curse the church, Everything that wants to defy the church. Everything that wants to defy the people of God. Everything that attacks men of God is of Moab. Way down Facebook. Or Twitter. Way down TV or Instagram. Moab is symbolic of haters. Of the people of God. Attackers. Of the people of God. How dare you attack a man of God who prays for people and you do not attack a native doctor who kills people for the living and we allow it to become fashionable in our generation I foresee judgment coming upon them very soon read verse 8 how shall I curse <laughs> whom God had not cursed now I decree Every cause costless shall not come in your life. Anyone trying to curse you, trying to hurt you, trying to destroy you for nothing you have done against them, may their cause return to their own head. May God preserve you against wicked men. How shall I curse whom God has not cursed? Or how shall I defy whom God has not defied? Ladies and gentlemen, the devil will never succeed in your life. He will never succeed in the church of God. You've seen what I want to show you. I could go on with scriptures. Moab is symbolic of attacking and hating God's people. What's the end of Moab? It was wiped out. I will run through the rest without reading because of time. Moab is symbolic of reviling and reproaching God's people. When you get home, you can read Zephaniah chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. You're still with me. Number five, Moab is, Moab is symbolic of those that patronize and befriend false prophets. Moab is symbolic of what? Touch your neighbor. Don't switch off on me now. When I release a blessing, your amen almost removed the roof of the church. Now we are releasing truth and principles. Receive it also. Moab is symbolic of those that patronize false prophets. Everybody say false prophets. Those that befriend false prophets. Whether you like to hear it or not, there are false prophets. Did anybody hear what I just said? Look at Numbers chapter 22 verse 21. Numbers 22 verse 21. And Balaam rose up in the morning and saddled his ass and went with the princes of Moab. Moab always go with false prophets. This was a prophet God told don't go. God said don't go. He woke up, saddled his ass and went. And the princes of Moab went with him. Ladies and gentlemen, all you need in your life is God. Once you know him, you give your life to Jesus. You fix yourself in a decent church. You study your Bible to know your God for yourself. 
you pray and you obey God's word, your life will be blessed. You don't, know, you don't need running from pillar to pole looking for any false prophet. Are you with me? Are you with me? You don't need them. Tell your neighbor you don't need them. Tell your neighbor I don't need them either. Those who patronize false prophets, they are members of Lord of Hosts. They are members of a good church. But once in a while, they will sneak into one false prophet. They want to do assignment. They want to do work. Hello? Who sent you to do work? Who sent you to do assignment? Bring coconut. Bring cocoa yam. Bring Quaker oat. Bring pure water. Bath in the river. Who sent you all that? This kingdom is clean. In the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. The farthest you can go is add anointing to it. Sow a seed about it. Do a fast over it. You don't need any work or any assignment. Sometimes people come to my office and we sit down and we analyze scripture. From scripture, I show them what could be causing their problem. And I expect them to break down and repent. And after they ask the man of God, waiting you they see. God said, if he that had a dream, let him tell his dream. But he that had my word, let him speak my word. For what is the chaff to the wheat? All those things we are looking for. Somebody to close eyes and tell you they are, they are, they are, they are planning to kill your family. I see a red gate. I see a fair woman. Number 33. Is that your house? Yes, 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 Papa. Yes, Pastor. You don't know your house before. Why do you need a prophet to tell you? Do I need to tell you the color of your gate? Your account number is 03100442. Zenith Bank. You say yes, Papa. They used to copy it. It's word from knowledge. And the reason is because people don't have the word of God. God say it is chaff. Stop patronizing them. They are false prophets. Hello. If you patronize false prophets, you are a member of a church, a decent church. Yeah, there is one prophet that always comes to your house to prophesy. That's how some of them start sleeping with people's wives. So. And it's when you are not around, that's when they will come. Madam will give them food. Stop it. Stop it. They will eat morning, eat afternoon, eat evening. And give you prophecy. Prophecy born out of Gary and rice. Stop it. <laughs> Hallelujah. No more time. No more time. Moab is symbolic of agents of wardom and stumbling to the children of Israel. Those who promote sexual immorality in the house of God. Those who make Christians feel like it's okay to commit fornication and commit adultery. They are Moabites. They are Moabites. When, when the king of Moab saw that he could not destroy Israel by the curse of Balaam, Balaam said, bring your fine girls. All those prostitutes of Moab. Dress them seductively and move them into the camp of Israel. They will do the job. And they moved in and started sleeping with the children of Israel. And their own God started killing them. What the cause of Balaam could not do, immorality did. Until Phinehas got up and did something radical. And God said, my anger is abated. Hello? Anything. Anyone. Next time somebody comes near you and try to make you comfortable in immorality, tell him, get out, you Moabite. Amen. 
leave my house. You are a Moabite. I'm an Israelite. You are a Moabite. We have nothing in common. Uncircumcised Philistines. Amalekites. Ndiojo, Ndiojo. Hello. Time will fail me to read. When you get home, read Numbers 25 verse 1. Read 1 Kings 11 verse 7. Numbers 25 1, 1 Kings 11 7. Numbers 25 1, 1 Kings chapter 11 verse 7. Moab is symbolic of a people that magnify themselves against God. Jeremiah 48 42. Put it up for me, please. I think I will stop here and make the altar call. Hello? <laughs> okay. I will try and show you the things that go with staying in Moab. If I can do it in five minutes. Jeremiah 48, verse 42. And Moab shall be destroyed from being a people. That is why, if you were in Moab before this message, when I make the altar call, run out and get out of Moab. Don't continue in Moab in 2019. Can I hear some? 2020, sorry. Don't continue in Moab in 2020. Humble yourself before the Lord. Amen. Don't sit down and say, why is he talking like that? Is he the only one? Am I the only one? That is pride. It's still Moab. Humble yourself. Moab shall be destroyed from being a people because he had magnified himself against the Lord. Moab magnifies himself against Moab feels he knows better than God. God will say, pay your tithe. Moab say, why should I? Who will eat it? <laughs> My friend, God knows better than you. God says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. As the manner of some is, Moab say, why should I go to church every day? Must I go to church every day? Is it compulsory? God says in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 24, that the church is the gathering of the firstborn. Moab says, church now hurt. I don't have to go anywhere. I can stay in my house. And anywhere I am is church. As long as I carry God in my heart, that's Moab talking. <laughs> because Moab magnifies himself above God. He thinks he knows better than God. Everybody that buys an equipment and wants the equipment to function well goes to the manual. Moab wants to, Moab wants to define God without going through the Bible. Hello? God say love your wife. Moab say for what? If I don't love her, what will happen? Reverence your husband. Moab say that's not my culture. I'm an American. We don't reverence husband. I got my life to live. No wahala. <laughs> no wahala. God say we do something. And the problem is that Moab is meant to be destroyed. That's why you should not continue there. I can't, I can't go on. <laughs> I can't go on. I can't go on. I can't go on. Stand on your feet. I can't go on. I, I wanted to show you seven destinies of Moab. Dryness. Hello? Judgment. In a certain scripture, God said, fire will rain in Moab. And they will groan and lament and there shall be none to help them. That sounds like hell. Because anybody in Moab that chooses to continue in Moab, that does not come out of Moab, God forbid if the rapture happens, if the trumpet sounds, if Jesus shows up, if the person dies, the person is ending in fire. Lift your hands to the Lord. I don't have time. I want to pray for sincere people tonight. People who say, Pastor, by what you have described, I think I was in Moab. 
But tonight I come repenting. Please, you have two minutes to come to the altar for my prayer. I don't have all the time to wait. You want to give your life to Christ? As someone saying, I am coming out of Moab. Please come to the altar. Come here and meet me here. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Maybe you, you once gave your life to Christ. But by what I have described tonight, you can see that there is Moab going on in your life. The word of the Lord, the instruction of Jehovah is don't continue there in 2020. I don't know what's going to happen if you continue there. Perhaps I could have shown you if there was time. But there's no need showing you just come out. Just come out of Moab. God bless you children. God bless you. God bless you. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. God bless you bros. God bless you. Come forward. God bless you. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You say I'm coming out from Moab. I, I don't want to think I know better than God anymore. I surrender to the wisdom of God. I surrender to the supremacy of God. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I don't want to attack God's work anymore. I don't want to attack God's people anymore. I don't want to attack ministers anymore. Who are thou that judges another man's servant? Whether he stand, he stand to his master. Whether he fall, he fall to his master. I don't want to be Moab. God bless you as you come. I don't want to break God's word willfully and consciously anymore. Out of stubbornness and arrogance. Not out of weakness that I can't handle. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let's start praying. The rest will meet us. Say with me, Heavenly Father. In the name of your Son, Jesus. I come before you tonight to repent of every sin, every unrighteousness, every iniquity, every ungodliness, everything in me that looks like living in Moab. Father, I pour them out at your feet. Forgive me. Tonight, oh God, again, I receive Jesus as my Lord, as my Savior. Wash me with the precious blood of Jesus. Give me a new heart. Give me a new life. So that from this night, I will not dwell in Moab again. I have returned to Bethlehem, Judah. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. Rise on your feet. Amen. Now those of you that have been members of this church before now. You just came to rededicate your life. Go back to your seat. You have been members. You just came to rededicate your life. Oh everybody. Wonderful. Give God a clap of praise. Hallelujah to Jesus. Everybody lift your hands with me. And please, I want everybody to pray. Lift your hands with me. I want you to pray at the top of your voice. Say, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. Tonight, I repent of everything that may have been going on in my life that is contrary to your will, to your word, and to your ways. Father, tonight I drop every habit, every lifestyle, every way of reasoning that is of Moab. I drop it tonight. Tonight I depart from Moab and I return to Bethlehem, Judah, in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray that for yourself for one minute. In the name of Jesus, tonight I repent from everything that is Moab or that represents Moab. In the name of Jesus, I depart from Moab. In the name of Jesus, I return to Bethlehem, Judah. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father, I return to Bethlehem, Judah. I return to Bethlehem, Judah. I return in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible says, Jesus said. To his servants whoever sin you remit is remitted whoever sin you retain is retained i stand in the purity of god's word 
and I declare every sin in your life remitted tonight. Amen. I plead the blood of Jesus. Amen. Let his blood wash everyone in this sanctuary clean tonight. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Now we are going to enter into the year with these prayers. Are you ready? Yes. Number one, when Naomi in the company of Ruth returned to Moab, they had economic restoration. Amen. Lift your hands. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. As I have left Moab. As I have left Moab. And I have returned. To Bethlehem, Judah. To Bethlehem, in, 2020, in 2020, I shall enjoy, I shall enjoy full, economic full economic revival, full economic restoration, full economic and full economic promotion economic in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray that for one minute for yourself. As I have left Moab and I have returned to Judah in 2020, I shall enjoy full economic revival. I shall enjoy full economic restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Number two, the moment Naomi, sorry, and Ruth left Moab to my God, in the name of Jesus, as I have returned to Bethlehem, Judah, as I dwell in Bethlehem, Judah, in 2020, there shall be no death in my life or in my family, in the name of Jesus. Pray that for one minute, I beg you, pray it, pray it, pray it, pray it, pray it. As I have returned to Bethlehem, Judah, there shall be no death. In my life, there shall be no death in my house. There shall be no death in my household. There shall be no death in my family. There shall be no death in my ministry. There shall be no death in this church in 2020. Because we are back to Bethlehem, Judah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. When Naomi and Ruth return to Bethlehem Judah instead of the deaths they were experiencing in Moab they experienced Beth everybody say Beth B-I-R-O-T-H yes, put up root chapter 4 verse 13 quickly I beg you I beg you I don't have time to waste Ruth chapter 4 and verse 13 is it there Everybody read with me. One, two, go. So Boaz took Ruth and she was his wife. And when he went in unto her, the Lord gave her conception and she bare a son. In 2020, you shall not die, you shall bear. Amen. In 2020, in your family, there shall be no dying, there shall be bearing. Amen. Open your mouth and pray that prayer for yourself and your family. Nothing will die. People will not die. Body parts will not die. Businesses will not die. Careers will not die. Ministries will not die. Visions will not die. There shall be bets. There shall be bets. There shall be no more barrenness. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I have a question for you. We are going to pray when you answer that question. Is it that when the husbands of Ruth and Oprah, Malon and Chilion, married them, is it that they did not sleep with their wives? But they could not conceive. Moab is a place of barrenness. Lift your hands. But the moment she came back to Bethlehem, Judah, Ask your neighbor, I hope you're back to Bethlehem, Judah. The moment she came back, Boaz married her. Immediately, according to one of my friends, he said, once you touch her, Bele. Say, Father, Father I, am back I am back to Bethlehem, Judah. To Bethlehem, Judah. Like Ruth, like Ruth 
henceforth in the year 2020 no aspect of my life shall be barren every aspect of my life shall be abundantly fruitful in the name of Jesus pray it in one minute quickly in Jesus name we pray I feel like we should join our hands let the power be stronger let us involve the power of agreement in this matter the next thing when she returned to Bethlehem Judah she had family restoration in Moab she lost her family Look here, verse 14 of the same root chapter 4. And the women said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, which had not left thee this day without a kinsman. If she was still in Moab, there would be no kinsman to impregnate now to impregnate Ruth. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of because Jesus, I am in Bethlehem, Judah, in 2020. My family shall experience total restoration of everything that we have ever lost in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let me add a spice for you. She lost poor people. She gained rich kinsmen. Everything you have lost in previous years by the unction Jesus gave me, I decree you will have them restored in a richer version, in a bigger measure, in a better way in the year 2020. In the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know what number now. Look at verse 15. And he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life and a nourisher of thy old age. We are coming to those ones. And the daughter in, for thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons, had born. Quality before God is not in gender. Quality before God is in character. Yes. Yes, they said a woman you did not give birth to. She's a daughter-in-law, but she loves you. She's better than ten sons, seven sons. Lift your hand. We don't have time. Okay, hold it, hold it together, hold it together, hold it. Say, Father. Father. In the name of Jesus, everything I lost. In 2019 and the years before, Father, in 2020, I shall have that which is seven times better in the name of Jesus. Shout aloud, Amen. They said, and he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life say father everything that has depleted in my life everything every good thing that was missing in my life in 2019 and the previous years in 2020 I command I decree I declare and I receive total restoration of my life, total restoration of my destiny in the name of Jesus. Shout aloud, Amen. amen. We're about to pray, we're about to dance. What else was restored? They said she's a nourisher of your old age. You know that kind of child you have and when you are old I'm not talking about you having that child because you are going to be that child before you have that child where at old age you're just busy flying 
from Japan to Germany from Germany to Dubai from Dubai to England from England to USA from USA to India from India to South Africa what are you doing having vacation why because God has so blessed you and has raised you a nourisher of your old age there is how much God blesses you even your mother will begin to do charity in the village receive that measure of blessing I speak that measure of blessing upon your life I speak that measure of blessing upon your life I speak that measure of blessing upon your life in the mighty name of Jesus that every one of you that has a mother or a father whether biological or spiritual may God make you a nourisher of their old age I speak greater blessing upon your children that God will so bless your children that at old age you will have rest at old age you will have rest at old age you will have rest because your children are blessed and positioned in the name of Jesus in 2020 let the singers get ready one more one more verse 16 verse 16 and 17 and Naomi took the child and laid it in her bosom and became her nurse verse 17 everybody read 17 with me want to go quickly and the women her neighbors gave it a name saying dear is a son born to Naomi they didn't say to Ruto and they called his name Obed he is the father of Jesse the father of David what happened by returning to Bethlehem Judah she connected with eternal greatness lift your hand say my father my God as I have returned to Bethlehem Judah in 2020 my life will swim in unending greatness in the name of jesus 